All right, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us. We have made it to Thursday, April the 20th, which is the News Fix and Make Me Smile Day. So jumping right into the news, because yours yeah. is all economic-y, so let's do that one. All right, uh, so mine are two different stories, but I have to do a very quick setup to explain my first one. So okay. uh, we went to the movies the other day, my, my wife and my daughter and I. They had, I. Actually, I was the one with something to do, so I had to meet them there. So we arrived mm -hmm. in separate cars. And I went up to the sixth floor of, uh, if you're in Los Angeles, at the Americana. I was at the Americana. And up to the sixth floor where we always park just because we know the way down and blah, 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 whatever. It's all good. So I get there and the sixth floor is, is, is there are traffic cones in the way and you couldn't get down to the sixth floor. And I, and I, cause I'm a jerk said the hell with this. And so I went in the out gate of the sixth floor and I parked on the sixth <laughs> floor like I always do. But anyway, but wait, but wait, it gets better. But there was nobody around. There were all kinds of cars. It was full of cars. There was nobody around. And all these cars were parked backing into all the spaces. And so I parked my car and as I'm walking to the elevator, I start looking at these cars and they all have eight by 10 pieces of paper taped to the front windshield that says, this car uh, uh, was subject to repo. It's going to be moved on March the 28th. And they all have that. All of them oh. had been repossessed. And there were, there were yeah. like 200 cars there. Easy, 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 easy. And I mentioned that because of a story I saw in Bloomberg today about people falling behind on car payments, which is true. Car delinquency, car loan delinquencies are actually up, which is actually an indicator of not good economic things to come because if people can't make their car payments, they can't get to work and, and you can figure it out from there. But the headline in this piece is, the repo man returns as more Americans fall behind on car payments. Pandemic relief measures shielded many people from repossession, but that's changed as interest rates soar and auto prices go up. So I had my little interaction with a little slice of the repo universe today or this weekend. It was wild. Honest to God, there were 200 cars there, maybe more. Did you leave your car there? I, you know what's funny? I did because I was running late and I just kind of crossed my fingers. I pulled it in backwards so it looked like all the other cars. <laughs> and, and, I, and I just kind of went. Uh, and it yeah, was still there yeah, when so you got back. It was still there when I got back, it although I thought about it a time a or two during it. the movie. Did not have a sticker. <laughs> I thought about it a time or two during the movie. Rick Caruso, if you're listening, Rick Caruso is the guy who owns the Americana at Brand in L.A., I'm really, really sorry, but it, you know, I did pay you for your parking anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's also yeah. making a nice amount of money oh, renting out his lot for bank. the repo you man. You. you betcha. <sighs> so how about that? My that, that anxiety was, that would not let me do that. I would not have been able to enjoy the movie. <laughs> I would have been so paranoid. Man, I, yeah, I was, you're a braver I was, one yeah. than me. Yeah. All right, what's well, the other one? If, if if it had gone badly, it would have been all over. Anyway, so this one's just anecdotal. Uh, just on water supply in California, as everybody knows, we had torrential rains here, huge snowpack in the Sierra Nevada. Um, lots of water. Tulare Lake is back. If you know anything about the Central Valley of California, you know Tulare Lake coming back is a very big deal. It's a sign of how much water we've had. Anyway, Bloomberg again today pointing out that California is going to supply the most water to state and local um, water districts since 2006, which is huge because we have been, it might not sound like it, and everybody out there might think Californians are stupid, about water because we water our lawns and all the sheds, but we've actually been rationing and had cutbacks in water here for many, many years. And now we're getting the most water to our households and to farms since um, 2006, which is an indicator of how much water there is. There was so much water. 
It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about the rain like every day on this show. We could hear mm, it know, pouring I in the know, background. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. no reason to apologize. It was a lot of rain. <laughs> like, it was yeah. funny at first, and then yeah. it was like, okay, that's not funny anymore. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It was like, oh, yay, rain. Oh, God, rain. That's exactly what happened. Anyway. Um, so my stories are about glass houses and mm. just... <laughs> You know, if if you live in a glass house, be careful about throwing stones, which takes us to Tennessee, where um, a Republican lawmaker who voted to expel those two black le members mm -hmm. of the legislature has now had to resign himself due to an ethics violation. Uh, involving workplace discrimination and harassment. Basically, a local TV news channel confronted the guy uh, with after he was found guilty of sexually harass harassing at least one legislative intern, at likely two, um, by an ethics mm. subcommittee that was acting in secret. And then he gave up his seat in the Tennessee General Assembly. That was News Channel 5 in uh, Nashville. And the member of, uh, and he was, this guy um, was member, Representative Scotty Campbell was a member of the GOP leadership. Also, there is an increasing number of calls for the Speaker of the Tennessee House to yeah. resign amid a variety of allegations. Um, there's the, you know, rumors of the affair. There is also the documented you know, challenges to whether or not he actually even has residency mm. in his district. And did he buy a house through a shell company? There's a whole lot going on there. And additionally, the GOP in the Tennessee state legislature has been kind of infighting over how they were being portrayed after, you know, booting the two black guys, but not the white lady. Just, right. I wonder if it's uh, going to give other people pause in making moves like this when you direct that much attention to yourself you're going to get the attention yeah i don't think it will stop people Hist history i think vindicates me i don't think it will stop people yeah you know <sighs> well um yeah, so those are my news fixes i've been very yeah. fascinated watching that and, and you know but on the other hand even though this is all very interesting and shows sort of the political compromises that people make and whatever, the whole issue was trying to stop gun violence, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that has now taken the back burner to all these scandals. And there was another story in the AP that I saw about this family of the man who opened fire at a bank in Louisville, right? And mm -hmm. his family wants to destroy the AR-15 rifle that he used to kill oh, five yes. of his co-workers. Yes, I saw this. And yes. they can't because right. apparently the rule in Kentucky mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. law enforcement, when they confiscate a weapon, they auction it off to raise mm -hmm. money to buy yep. police equipment. Yeah. And so there's a not small chance that this AR-15 that's already been used to kill people um, could be back out on the street. And this yeah. man's family is trying to stop that from happening, yeah. which is wild to me. Um, Absolutely but, wild. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Mm. All right, Charles. All right.
All right, so I, I'm just going to climb in here because I don't have a, a Make Me Smile on the Rundown. But I do want to point out, as I'm sure anybody who's interested in space knows, SpaceX tried to launch its rocket today, did in fact launch its rocket, and then they had to destroy it. But it, it was pretty cool. And I think you should look at the video just because it's kind of amazing. And eventually they're going to get it right. And that thing is going to circle the Earth and go to the moon and all that stuff. Crazy cool. Crazy cool. You know, I know we talk a lot of negativity about Elon Musk on here, but I did love mm -hmm. that there was mm -hmm. a celebration despite the failure mm -hmm. because totally. all of these steps are incremental, you know, and yeah. nobody was injured, nobody died. Um, and a rocket blowing up, but still forward movement is something indeed to be celebrating. I think there's like some metaphor for life in there as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's huge. Do have to do have to give all the all the credit to Gwen Shotwell, who actually runs that company while Elon Elon's off doing whatever the hell he's doing. Yes, Just yes, that's probably wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, when I saw the headline about the rocket exploding, I was I had a very like unkind thought about see what happens when you mm -hmm. get distracted. <laughs> but you know, he's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's very reductionist. I know. All right, so my story was not actually one that I'd planned to use for Make Me Smart, but the Marketplace shares a Slack uh, community with our variety of APM, APMG, Minnesota Public Radio, KPCC companies. And mm. some of our Slack channels cross all the divisions. And one of them is our random channel where people just drop in like random things. And I saw this story on Eater that I dropped into the random channel uh, week or two ago called I Really Miss My George Foreman Grill, a fascinating <laughs> emblem of the 90s. It inspires a complicated nostalgia. And I don't think I have ever put anything in Slack that has generated as much conversation <laughs> as the article on the George Foreman <laughs> Grill, <laughs> because everybody had something to say about it. And a lot of those memories were very um, similar to mine was that, you know, it was this thing that was your stepping stone into grown up cooking, right? Oh, wow. Because uh, if you've never seen a George Foreman grill, it's basically this um, almost like it looks like a panini press almost, but it mm -hmm. has sort of it's mm -hmm. tilted down at an angle and it was marketed very heavily in the 80s, uh, sorry, in the 90s by George Foreman, uh, who was a boxer and very famous one. And, you know, it was marketed sort of in this phase of low fat dieting and all fat is mm -hmm. bad and they had these really interesting ads where you'd like close the grill and see the fat dripping down off of the meat into the little tray and it made you feel like you were eating healthy but it was also kind of foolproof like you weren't going to burn down the house worst case scenario you ended up with like dry chicken or something like that but it <laughs> made it relatively easy to make a lot of things and it was great you know, it was this thing that college students got and new couples would get it or you moved into your first apartment. And it was definitely, for me growing up, one of the first things I practiced cooking on. And it triggers all oh, this wow. nostalgia. Oh, that's funny. And so it's it's been very fun watching like all these people in the company, you know, reminisce about their memories of the George Foreman grill. A lot of people still have them <laughs> and oh, they sure. do still sell them. Yeah. And so I just thought that was very fun. So j just to bring it back to me going to see the movie. So at the movie that I saw where I parked <laughs> with all the repoed cars, 
One of the previews, first of all, so the movie I saw was Air, by the way, which is a story of how Nike signed Michael Jordan. Really good movie. I've heard but one of the previews was, it's really good. One of the previews was a George Foreman biopic called Big George Foreman, The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World, in which him signing the deal for the George Foreman grill features prominently. I'll bet. I yeah. had a brief stint in my life where I was seriously considering going to one of the military academies. And really? I went, I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I apparently scored extraordinarily I high on I the ASVAB. Totally uh, uh -huh. So, and I, I totally was that. very heavily recruited by all the military academies. And so I was taking flying lessons at the time. And so I decided to go and spend a couple weeks at the Air Force Academy for their summer program. Boo. And I was in that, <sighs> whatever. Uh, I was look, in I that program. You got to stick up for it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Beautiful campus, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. For but sure. It was a two-week program, and in my cohort was one of George Foreman's sons, who was also named. Oh, George is that Foreman. right? Yes. Man, the world just keeps getting spelled. He's got six kids, I think, and they're all named George Foreman. I <laughs> yes. think it's six kids, but they're yeah, they're all named George Foreman. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And and looked just like him, very tall. <laughs> oh my Although I should goodness. say, my mother was very glad that I did not go to the Air Force Academy because it was just a couple of Why? years later when that big scandal about all the sexual assaults of the oh yeah for sure yep. at the yep. that yep. was that would have been exactly when i would have been at the air force academy mm -hmm. so oh, but all righty then that we did a lot <laughs> we, did, we covered a lot of ground okay. covered a lot of ground yeah charlton get us out of here a lot of ground all right we are back uh, tomorrow economics on tap news drinks all that good stuff half full half empty Sorry, I lost my Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there is still time to vote for Make Me Smart for our Webby Award. It's the very last day. You can go to marketplace.org slash MMS. But to the credits, which is what we're supposed to be doing now, Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thurp. And our intern is Antonio Barreras. And I'll just give you the clear to read the rest of it. Ellen Rolfes does our newsletters. Marissa Cabrera, you know what her job is. Bridget Bonner, you know what her job is. Francesca Levy, you know what her job is. There we go. All right. All done. <laughs> Boom. Come on. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows who the, what all three of those people do. This is true. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost to splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.